You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 289. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, everyone. This is Kim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. Hope you're doing great. What's new and exciting for ETB? Well, probably one of the most exciting times of the year. It's about that time when the holiday challenge is going to uh, open registration, or I should say it is open now. You can now register for the all new holiday challenge, and we are changing it up this year. We, I like to shake it up every year. I like to do something different always, and this year one of the shakeups that we are going to be doing is we're going to start the holiday challenge, which is always a two-week challenge. We're going to start it the weekend after Thanksgiving. Why? Because I feel like we come off Thanksgiving weekend and we want help. We want guidance, we want help, and we want to feel better right away. So I thought, you know what, this year, instead of doing the holiday challenge right before we hit Christmas and Hanukkah, that kind of thing, deep into December, when a lot of people are out of town on trips and a lot of people just have so much family in town, it can be really sort of overwhelming to then take on the challenge. Let's get busy right after Thanksgiving, leading up to the holidays, I wanna give you that chance to shed a couple pounds before the real holidays hit. I don't know if you could say real, I mean, Thanksgiving's pretty real. But you know what I mean, before the December holiday hits, help you um, put on some muscle because the all new body weight program is going to come with the holiday challenge. So it's body weight only, you don't need any equipment, which means everybody can participate, but it's, there's some pretty awesome workouts, I'm not gonna lie, they're, just because it's body weight does not mean it's going to be easy. But we're going to do all of that in the two weeks right after Thanksgiving. And that's going to give you that inspiration to hang tight through December when you have the December holidays coming at you. So I feel like it might be a better time of year to rock the holiday challenge. Go to the Earn That Body website. Go right to earnthatbody.com. Right there on the front, you're going to see a tab that says holiday challenge. Go there. Make sure you register early. It usually does sell out. It is a super fun two-week program. Anyone all over the world can participate. All right? I'm super excited about it. All right, what are we talking about today? Well, a lot of people ask me, why, oh, why is my weight loss so slow? (laughs) I don't think weight loss is fast for anybody. I don't think even if your weight's coming off pretty fast, you'd still wish it would come off even faster, right? But there are honestly several reasons that you need to know about as to why weight loss can be very slow. And when you understand these things, I've got about 11 of them, when you understand these whys, sometimes it makes you feel better about your weight loss and makes you realize, hey, I'm actually doing just fine. Or maybe it's gonna make you say, hey, I actually need to change a few of those things because that maybe that's why my weight loss is so slow right now. So absolutely great information. I know that it's going to definitely resonate with so many of you. And even if you've heard some of it before, I think there may be a few things that remind you of maybe something you need to tighten up. So we're going to talk about all of that after this. 
And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips. Latest health news. Or piece of weekly inspiration. Eagle's Eye on Health coming to you today from the Consumer Reports magazine. They have a great health section, and they had an article that caught my eye called Build a Healthier Salad. And I thought, well, this is a great one because I have so many clients who have a salad as a meal or a side salad. And often I look at what they put in it and I think, you could do better. (laughs) Sometimes we think, oh, I have a salad, so that's healthy or that's my vegetable. And yes, it is a vegetable. And yes, sometimes it's healthy. But I will say that Sometimes you're just eating like um, regular plain old butter lettuce with dressing and butter lettuce has like basically no nutrient value or fiber in it. There really are some uh, lettuce mixes that have a much better amount of fiber and nutrients than some of your just basic, even like a romaine. So I thought this article was fantastic so you could beef up that salad next time you have one. And it starts off by saying you should mix up your greens, exactly what I was just saying. It says a blend of greens give you a variety of flavors, textures, and nutrients. For instance, tender peppery arugula and tangy tatsoi are cruciferous vegetables with cancer-fighting compounds. Crunchy romaine has beta carotene and folate and soft, mild red leaf lettuce and pleasantly bitter radicchio get their red color from antioxidant anthocyanins. So again, as you can see, all these different lettuces out there, all these different greens, I should say, they have different nutrients. They have different fiber levels. They have different flavors. So it's actually really great to do a little combination of a lot of different greens in your salad. That's a way to sort of maximize those nutrients. I know for me, when I'm growing greens in the garden, which is super hard to do in the summertime in Texas because it's too hot, which seems really odd to me just as a side note because salads are this sort of cooling meal and yet you can't grow greens in the heat of summer when a salad seems like it would be the best time of year to eat it. It's like nice and cooling, right? But in in the Texas heat, it's just too hot. You can't grow those kind of greens. But I know when I do grow my greens in the fall and in the spring, I love to grow so many different kinds. So many that you can't even get in the market and it's so much fun. And actually greens are really easy to grow. So if you are interested in gardening, you might start with just a small little pot of different salad greens and you'd be surprised how easy it is for them to grow. And then you have a little salad waiting for you outside every day when you clip your greens. So mixing up your greens, excellent way to sort of beef up a healthier salad. Now number two says you should whisk up a dressing. A little fat in your salad is good for you. It helps your body absorb some of the nutrients in vegetables, but guess what team? Store-bought dressings, they tend to have a ton of sodium and usually a lot of added sugars. And you can simply combine one part lemon juice or vinegar with three parts olive or another flavorful oil and whatever dried herbs and spices you like. Or you can try like a raspberry vinaigrette that you can make on your own, which is a pretty simple recipe as well. So you can whisk up a really fast dressing on your own that is likely to be way healthier than the bottle that you're going to buy. For some reason, if you look at the label, of salad dressings, the sodium is off the charts. And like, sometimes again, my client's like, 
I'm having a super healthy salad. And then I look at their sodium and it's off the charts for the day. And I look through every single ingredient of their food log till I find what the culprit is. And it is often salad dressing, which is a heartbreak. It doesn't need to have that much sodium in it. So something to keep in mind that you can really make a healthy salad dressing on your own. Number three, they tell you to maximize the veggies. They say that the veggies provide filling fiber for a very few calories, and to make salad prep easier, wash and cut up veggies like cabbage and carrots, radishes and peppers, and store them in the fridge so you can easily combine them with any greens. So here's my own caveat on that one, and you probably heard me say it before. I actually don't prep my vegetables like that because once you wash them it's really hard to dry them perfectly and so if they go back into your refrigerator a little bit wet there is a higher risk of them getting some kind of bacteria so personally i don't prep those things because it takes me five seconds to cut a carrot up or to cut a radish up and to actually wash it fresh but that was there, you know, I had to read you what they said. Um, but maximizing that salad by adding lots of vegetables, like the carrots, like the cabbage and the radishes and the peppers, it gives it so much color, it gives it flavor, and it gives it a lot more fiber. Number four, they tell you to toss in some fruit. Fresh or dried, all fruit works well in salads and adds a nice sweet hit plus fiber, vitamins, and minerals. I usually always have one fruit in the salads that I make, especially if I make like a big salad for a party or people are coming over. For some reason, everyone always comments like, oh, this is the greatest salad. I love the apples. I love the cranberries or whatever it is that I put in. They always think like, what a great idea to add to a salad. Now, I'm not a big cranberry person, but you know, that just rolled off my tongue because sometimes you'll see that in salads, but I really like to add apples chopped up apple in a salad um, and usually I add a nut as well like some walnuts so delicious great way to get in real food into your diet to beef up the salad number five they say take advantage of leftovers salads are a perfect way to use them up small amounts of last night's salmon extra quinoa or roasted vegetables can be added with other ingredients or if you have a lot simply serve them on a bed of greens Absolutely. I do this all the time. My favorite thing for lunch always is leftover dinner from the night before. But sometimes you just don't have enough to make an actual meal. Sometimes you have that quinoa leftover, like they said, or just a small piece of salmon, but not enough for like a full meal. That's such a great thing to add to a salad. And so definitely take advantage. Don't throw that extra quinoa out. Like make sure you save it for the next day. Number six, they want you to bulk it up. If you're having a salad as a starter or a side, you don't need to do this. But if you're serving it as a meal, you should include half a cup of cooked whole grains and three and a half ounces of protein. Protein is especially important for satiety, which means making you feel full and maintaining muscle. Try beans. Uh, they say if you use canned, make sure you rinse them, and I agree with that. You can also add tofu, hard-boiled eggs. You could add chicken, lean beef. You want to aim for about 25 to, 35, 25 to 30 grams of fiber when salad is your lunch or dinner. Half a cup chopped chicken breast, one-third cup chickpeas, and half a cup of bulgur supplies about 28 grams of protein. 
Great, great tip. Again, when I see my clients having a salad and it's just a bunch of lettuce and dressing, it's just not enough. You wanna have a little bit of fat with that dressing, which is fine, and then you wanna have a lot of it a protein, okay? I made that little that little phrase up, a lot of it, not a little bit, but a lot of it, a protein. So do make sure it has some primarily, as they're saying, if it's a meal. When you're having a meal, I always say you need protein with every meal. So definitely don't skip it if you're having a salad. And then the last tip they said is measure your toppings. For salad dressing and high calorie or high sodium toppings like croutons, cheese, or bacon bits, stick to no more than two tablespoons using a measuring spoon to make sure you get the right amount. And I'm a big fan of that measuring spoon, as you likely know. But I personally, I I tend to say, hold off on the croutons. Don't eat the bacon bits. I don't even know what is truly in a bacon bit. Like actually, maybe we all need to look at the ingredients on that one. Bacon in general, not super healthy, highly processed, high, high sodium. I would just avoid those toppings if you can, but if you gotta have them, just make sure, like they're saying, that you measure the right amount because you may think a handful of croutons is two tablespoons, but it's probably five times the amount of two tablespoons. So really great to always measure. That is a great way to build a healthier salad. Salads can be fantastic and definitely a great way to get in those extra vegetables. But again, you wanna really mix up the greens that you use, make sure you have a protein, make maybe that dressing on your own so that you can maximize full nutrient value of that salad. All right, let's talk about it, team. Why is weight loss so slow? Now, if you're someone who's like, no, not a problem for me, I'll lose weight like that. Well, you probably aren't listening to this podcast. (laughs) This podcast is probably not for you. But I don't know about you, but uh, I know for me and for many clients, they say, as you get older, you start to notice that weight loss It's so much harder. And it's true. It absolutely is true. Like we change a lot as we get older. Now, sometimes it's because we get more sedentary. I'm going to just say that. It's not even part of the list. But a lot of people are like, well, when I was young, I could lose weight like that by just making like one little change. And now I'm doing all the right things, but I can't get my weight to budge. Just remember when we were younger, we were more active. And unfortunately, as we do get older, we get a job, we tend to sit more. We're not out there doing that sport in high school or college like we used to. We don't have all that extra time. We're raising kids, we're working. And just super matter of fact, we literally are more sedentary and that can be part of it. But I'm not even gonna include that in my list. I'm just saying it is something to take note that one of the reasons as we get older, it gets harder because we don't move as much. Now, all that being said, I've got 11 things to tell you about, and some of them are gonna resonate with you. I just know it. And some of them are not, because some are gonna apply to some and not others. Some people are gonna say, oh, that definitely is me, and I can change that. And some of you are gonna be like, that I don't do, but I don't want to change that. And we're gonna talk about that too, okay? That, That fear of changing things. Now, the number one reason kind of just said it, but not exactly the same, but of course, as you age, age is going to make you lose weight. 
a lot slower. But not just because I'm saying you're sedentary, but because our hormones shift as we get older. And it's just the way it is. Ladies and men, both of us, our hormones are going to shift. And when we have that shift, even if you're not in full-blown menopause, even if you're not perimenopausal, there is still a shift in our hormones as we age. And what the body is doing for us women is it's slowly getting you ready for perimenopause and then menopause. So it's a process that the body tries to do very gradually so that when you go into menopause, it's not so shocking. It is one reason that I, I for myself, don't want to ever take hormones because I really want my body to go through this process as naturally as possible. Now, if you do take hormones because you're perimenopausal or you're menopausal and you need those hormones, don't worry. I'm not judging you. You have to do you and what is right for you, what feels good for you. And just FYI, I haven't gone through menopause yet. So I can only tell you what I hope to do, and I will be fully transparent when I go through it and let you know what I actually do, all right? But it hasn't happened yet. 50 years old, hasn't happened yet. Okay, but reality check. As we age, we're gonna lose weight slower. End of story. You gotta just get over it. We can't change it, we can't fix it. There's nothing we can do about that part. I will say this, as women get older and our hormones shift, I do often change their macronutrients. So there are some nutritional changes that you can make as you get older in your hormone shift that will generally help you lose weight. So there are things you can do, but age is definitely going to slow the process down. Number two, what is the reason your weight loss is so slow? Stress. If you are under a high amount of stress, you're releasing cortisol in the body, and cortisol is a hormone that makes weight loss very difficult. All right, now sort of think about the body in this sort of fight or flight situation. When your body is under stress and that lion is attacking you, like they always say that like back in the day, you know, uh, fight or flight. Um, When that happens, your body basically like shuts down all systems, right? Because it needs you to focus on the fight. And so that's sort of what's going on when you're under high amounts of stress. It's not that the lion is attacking you, but at work, Maybe your boss is attacking you verbally, or you have a financial stress, or you have marital stress, or it could be so many different types of stress, and the body still feels that like a lion, and it releases that cortisol, and so all your systems generally slow down, and so it impacts weight loss, and it makes weight loss really slow. And you think to yourself, but I eat healthy, and I work out, so stress shouldn't matter. Well, hate to tell you, stress impacts your hormones, and you can't fight your own hormones. Once your hormones are not in balance, it is very, very hard to get what you want from your body. So what you have to do is figure out what is your stress? Like usually you know, like clients will tell me, I'm under a tremendous amount of stress right now at work. I'm under a tremendous amount of stress right now going through a divorce. Most of you know if you're under that much stress. The first thing you need to do is acknowledge it and accept it. There will be periods in our life where we are under a tremendous amount of stress. It might not be the best time for you to focus on weight loss, okay? We're gonna say that right out of, right out of the gate. Also, once you recognize where the stress is coming from, is this just gonna be happening for a couple weeks? Or is this something that you're like, mm, no, this is my job, so this is gonna be years and years and years. And if that's the case, then you need to make some shifts to figure out how you can handle your stress a little better. 
Meditation is always going to be one of the best ways to handle stress. But also, maybe there's something you can do at work to get the stress a little bit off you. Maybe there's something you can do in your marriage. Maybe you can go to couples therapy and work on things. There's always things that you can do to help your stress, but ignoring it or acting like it's not impacting your body is it's not going to benefit you and it's going to still make weight loss really slow. So just something to know, stress will definitely impact that weight loss. Number three, some people are not going to be doing this, but some people are. They overtrain. Talk about it a lot. Overtraining means you're working out either too often or too hard or too hard too often. And some of you are like, well, that ain't me. Like, I don't even really work out. (laughs) Okay, well, that I'm coming to you next, okay? But for some of you who are just so into exercise and you're super into triathlons and into marathons, I get it. I'm an Ironman athlete, or I was. Those days are over. Um, I am a marathoner still. Uh, I get it. I love to work out too. But there's a proper way to work out so that it's not too much stress on your body. Well, that sounds familiar. We just talked about stress causing slow weight loss. Well, exercise is technically a physical stress on the body. So if you're working out too hard or too often or too hard too often, then your body is constantly under a stressful state. Again, you're gonna get that cortisol release. So often, I hear this a lot with my marathoners and my Ironman triathletes, when they're in the peak of their training, they cannot lose a pound. And they shouldn't really be trying to at that point. I mean, that is not a time that we should be deficiting your calories. That is a time we should be focusing on balancing your nutrition for performance. But that is a terrible time to lose weight. And a lot of marathoners especially come to me and they're like, I I trained so hard and I couldn't lose a pound no matter what I did. Likely their training was so much, so intense or too hard for them without enough active recovery days, maybe not enough days off in general, and they just never got the recovery they needed from the constant stress. So overtraining will slow your weight loss down. Now what's the opposite of that? Number four for my couch people just now, not working out enough not working out hard enough some of the days of the week, that also could be a reason that your weight loss is really slow. Like I have people come to me and they're like, "Ah, my nutrition is spot on, but I do not have time to work out. Well, I will work with people like that, but I always let them know, you have to be prepared. We can probably get your weight to change, but it will be very slow. And so once we dial in your nutrition for no exercise, You'll be losing weight, but it'll be very, very slow. Um, It's just, you've got to move your body. I don't like to take on clients like that because I don't think it's healthy. And if you work so much that you can never get in a workout, it's like, all I want to do is say, like, reevaluate where you're at. Is that the life you want long-term? Like, how long can you keep that going? because it's not healthy for you to not be moving. And I'm not saying you have to work out an hour every day, like that's just not gonna fit some people's lifestyles, but you should be working out four to five times a week, at least 20 to 30 minutes. You've got to get that in. So not working out hard enough, or maybe you never do hard workout days ever, and you should have a couple days of more intensity, which is gonna help your weight loss. And if you're not, it's gonna be a little slow going. Number five, calories. So this one has sort of the high and the low. 
Obviously, if you're eating too many calories, you're not gonna lose weight or your weight loss will be a lot slower, right? We have to figure out where that calorie allotment is for you. And then the opposite, which is really hard for a lot of people to understand, but if you're not eating enough calories, you're either gonna completely plateau all weight loss or it's just gonna be really, really slow. So let's break that down a little bit. Obviously, when we know if we eat too many calories, we're either gonna gain weight or we're gonna barely lose weight or not lose weight at all. And it's hard to find that exact calorie balance. And that's something I do with my clients when I work with their private personalized nutrition plan. We figure out where their calories need to be. And sometimes it takes a couple weeks to figure out. And if they're having any hormone surges or they're on medications or they're under a lot of stress, so many variables that it can be really hard to figure that out. And sometimes, I nail it for my clients the first week and we get their calories set and the weight loss is like boom, 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 boom. I see everything across the board, but we've got to get it dialed in to make sure you're not eating too much. And then on the other side of that, that you're not eating too little. If you are not eating enough calories, I know you think you're going to lose weight faster. You're going to lose weight faster for the first week and then it's going to come to a complete halt because the body is smarter than you and it wants to survive. And if you're not gonna feed it enough, and you're gonna go run 10 miles, and you're gonna lift weights the next day, and you're gonna do it, da, 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 then it says, slow everything down. She's not gonna fuel us, or he. I'm not gonna get the nutrition I need, so I need to slow every function in my body down. And what that technically means is your metabolism has to slow way down so that you can survive. You don't want a slow metabolism because that will lead to very slow or no weight loss. So eating too little is gonna do more harm than good over time. Trust me on that. Number six, I want you to know this one because it's super important. Normal, normal, normal. It is normal to have your weight loss slow down over time. So some people are so easily discouraged because they lost five pounds the first week and they were feeling really good about that. And then they lost two pounds the next week and that was okay. They're, I mean, at least still going in the right direction. And the week after they lost only a pound. And then the week after that, they lost half a pound. And then the week after that, they didn't lose anything. And all of a sudden they quit. Okay, you cannot be willing to quit that easy because the body is constantly changing and it wants to slow weight loss down because it doesn't really want you to lose weight. I don't really know why the body doesn't want you to lose weight, but it likes sort of this homeostasis, um, which is number seven. The body likes to be at one level. It doesn't want to shed the pounds. So it wants to stay where it's at. And so it's normal, and I want you to know that, it's normal to see your weight loss slow down in your journey. The thing is, if you hang in there and you start to recognize the non-scale victories, like you're sleeping better, your energy is stable all day, you no longer rely on coffee for an energy pet because you're eating balanced all day and you feel great. So many non-scale victories are also happening with your weight loss journey, and yes, sometimes have to focus on those, on the weeks that your weight loss is either non-existent or super slow. Because what I see happen so, so often is that my clients get some weight loss and then it slows, it slows, it slows. 
And then some people just want to quit because they're like, well, half a pound, why, why even bother? And then the people who didn't quit the next week, they saw a huge jump again. They lost three pounds and then two pounds and then one pound. It slowed, it slowed, it slowed. And then it picked up again. It's like a cycle can happen. Not for everyone. It doesn't always happen exactly like that for everyone, but I see it all the time. So quitting when your weight loss slows down is a great way to never reach your goal. If you're embracing the changes in the nutrition and the lifestyle and the workouts and you feel good, there should never be a quitting because eventually it's just how you live your life and then you know your body's going to get to a place where it's at its natural goal weight and you just live. And it's not a being on a diet, right? But if you give up because the weight loss is slowing down, I promise you, you'll never hit your goal. I have a client right now. She is like unbelievable. She is unstoppable. She's been working with me for several months now and she'll go through these plateaus and she fights through it and she is down so much weight because she never gives up. And I just, I love that because that's how you get to where you want to be. All right, number eight. A really solid reason why your weight loss is so slow is because you're undoing all your hard work on the weekends. You're doing so great Monday through Friday. You lose weight. I have all my clients weigh in on Friday morning before that scary weekend even happens because that's how I know if things are on track. And then by Monday, all of a sudden that weight is all gained back. That's why it's important to do a Friday weigh-in. So for example, say you weigh 145 on Monday and on Friday you weigh 143. And then on Monday, you're back to 145. Well, if I hadn't taken that Friday weigh-in, I would think, okay, something's off with the calories. I mean, you didn't lose a pound. But when I see what happened from Friday to Monday, then I know something happened that weekend. And usually it's too much alcohol, you ate out too much, high sodium, um, you didn't get the workouts, it could be a million reasons. Usually it's eating out too much and too much alcohol, maybe too many sweets. Weekends will undo your hard work. It will slow down your weight loss tremendously. Now, if you don't have a lot of weight to lose and you're still losing weight, even with maybe sort of a free, free flying weekend, don't knock it, that's great. Like quality of life, right? But if you have a lot of weight to lose and you keep undoing all your hard work every single weekend, somewhere something has to give on the weekend. You have to be willing to make a little more sacrifice, all right? So don't let those weekends undo all that hard work. Number nine, making sure your weight loss is not being slowed down by the fact that you don't have a workout plan. It's really important that if you're trying to lose weight, you have a workout plan that maximizes weight loss. What I see way too often is that when I have a client who only comes to me for nutrition and they do their own workouts, and then I say, well, do you have some kind of exact program you're following? Like, do you do classes? Do you following a trainer? Are you following a coach? If they're not, then they're kind of just day by day, fly by the seat of my pants kind of working out. They're like, oh, I think I'll do a cycle class for 20 minutes. Mm, tomorrow I'll do upper body. Uh, maybe on the next day I didn't work out. There's no plan. And so they don't have enough intense days. They don't have enough active recovery days. They don't have enough cardio days. They don't have enough strength days. And so your workout plan is not effective for weight loss. And so that's possibly you. I have a lot of clients, all they want to do is strength train. It's going to be very slow weight loss if you do that. 
I'm sorry. I know some people only want to strength train. You got to do cardio also. There needs to be a healthy balance, not just for weight loss, but your cardiovascular system needs some cardio exercise too. And then there's my cardioaholics who only want to run every day or only want to do a spin class every day and they never do any strength training. That's not going to work either because we also want to benefit your muscles. And as we get older, we lose muscle mass automatically. So we've got to be building muscle at the same time. All in all, basically what I'm saying is you've got to have a workout plan that maximizes weight loss. And if you don't know what that is, because you don't have that kind of knowledge, and why would half the people, unless you're a trainer or a nutrition coach, you know, that's when you come to someone like me and say, can you give me a workout plan to maximize weight loss? And then we can talk about what you like to do, what you don't like to do, and work and build a plan that's going to help you. But just kind of flying by the seat of your pants, that's great if you're not trying to lose weight, but I don't think it's the most effective way to lose weight, and it may just be very slow going. And then number 10, um, which kind of goes hand in hand, is you might need to change up your workouts and shake it up a bit. If you are someone who always does the same workout on Monday and the same thing on Tuesday, same thing Wednesday, meaning not necessarily like you're cycling every day, but like you have a thing that you cycle on Mondays, you lift on Tuesdays, and then you cycle on Wednesdays, and then you lift on Thursdays. Like very regimented, doing the same exact thing, you do the same exact class, or you lift the same exact routine every time. Your body, it just totally gets used to it. And when the body gets used to it, it hits that homeostatic level and nothing changes. So even if it worked before, you got to start changing things in your workout to shake it up again. So maybe we need to increase volume. Maybe we need to decrease volume, but increase intensity. There's so many things that we can change in your workout program to shake it up. Doesn't mean you're going to have to run if you hate to run. It doesn't mean you have to go to CrossFit intense workouts if you hate CrossFit. Like it just means that we may need to shake up your plan a little bit every few weeks to every month or so. And again, that's just going to keep the weight loss going. And then the reason number 11 You're not going to, I know already, half of you are not going to like this. It's not about alcohol. I mean, alcohol is a given, you guys. If you drink too much, you're not going to lose a lot of weight. But not eating breakfast. Like, this is such a discussion lately. (laughs) On my social media, I post, like, you got to eat breakfast. And everyone's like, not everyone. Many people are like, since working with you, I eat breakfast. I've never felt better. I love that. But so many people are like, well, I eat breakfast, but I eat it, like, four hours after I wake up. Okay, that's not breakfast. Like, so you're eating breakfast style food, but if you're eating at like 11 o'clock in the, in the morning or noon, like that's lunch technically, and you've now missed the window of breakfast. So I guess maybe I need to like redefine what I mean by do you eat breakfast? It's not breakfast style food, but do you eat within 30 to 45 minutes of waking up? The reason you want to do this is because it's gonna fire up that metabolism First thing in the morning, you're coming off a fast, right? You ate dinner, you got ready for bed, you slept maybe, I hope, seven to eight hours. Maybe you didn't eat an hour before that. That's like eight or nine hours of not eating. So you've already fasted. That's why they call it breakfast. Break the fast is what that means. And you should eat when you get up. Now, if you never eat when you get up, I promise you, you're not hungry in the morning. And so you're like, Kim, I'm not hungry when I wake up. That's why I don't eat. 
It makes me nauseous to even think about food. That's because you have trained your body to completely slow down its metabolism. So because it knows, okay, she's not going to feed me till lunchtime. I got to slow everything down because I don't want to be starving and I don't want to die. So I'm going to slow everything down. So you trained yourself to not be hungry in the morning. We can fix that. And if you don't think that I have worked on this with like so many clients, and I have so many clients who tell me, I never wanted to eat breakfast, but you made me try it. And I actually do feel amazing. And that's when my weight loss started, or that's when my weight loss picked up, or that's when my weight loss got more consistent. So something about breakfast brings a real funny energy to people. And people who don't want to eat breakfast, they get like a little mad right now. I can I can feel it on social media when they like message me or they write a comment about how they don't need breakfast and it doesn't work for them. And just remember something, you do you. If you're feeling great and you're not trying to lose weight or you are losing weight and it's going great and you don't eat breakfast, that's awesome for you. But I'm trying to help people who are struggling to lose weight or the weight loss is really slow. And when that is the case, What I try to do is make my clients realize that what you're currently doing isn't working. So are you willing to try something different so that we can see if that will work? And so that's all you have to do. And you do have to start slowly. I understand that you're not hungry. And I understand that it might kind of make you nauseous to think of food that early. So I say, get up in the morning, drink some water first before that cup of coffee, which I know is super hard. And I mean, if you even drink coffee Um, and within 30 to 45 minutes, at least have some whole grain toast and peanut butter or a banana cut up and peanut butter. Have something small and then maybe you do your morning workout. And then after the morning workout, please eat a full breakfast then. So it's kind of like you're going to start small with a little snack. Give yourself some calories, a little fuel. You're going to work out better. You're going to perform better if you have some fuel in your system. And if you perform a little better in that morning workout, guess what? You burn more calories. And if you burn more calories, guess what? You're likely to lose weight a little faster. Uh, So I can't say enough things about it. I mean, if you're not going to do it, you're not going to do it. That's totally your choice. You do you. But I'm going to tell you now, if you start eating breakfast, it may shock you. Start small and over time, Within 30 to 45 minutes, you'll be eating a bowl of oatmeal, two eggs, and you'll have never felt better, and the weight will start dropping. You've got to give it a try. At the very least, just realize that what you're doing is not working, okay? So those are the 11 reasons why your weight loss is super slow. Some reasons we know. Some reasons maybe you feel better right now. You're like, you know what? That is me. Like I do work out so, so hard every single day. Maybe I could take an active recovery day instead of doing HIIT training six days a week, you know? Maybe these things are sort of resonating with you. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes sometimes it's hard to admit. You know, you're like, yeah, I don't want to do the breakfast thing. I don't want to do the breakfast thing. Okay, I'll try the breakfast thing. You know, you got to change something if what you're doing isn't working. And always remember this. You got to have the right expectation for weight loss. Like some people think this is the biggest loser and that you're going to lose 20 pounds a week. Well, that's not realistic. That's not going to happen. And almost all of those contestants gained all the weight back. It's so sad. It's just too much too fast. 
Losing one to two pounds a week is the healthiest way to lose weight. And when you lose weight in that way, it is more likely to stay off because it took a certain amount of time, which means you created a certain amount of habits, which means you can sustain it. So set the proper expectation. One to two pounds a week is great. Just remember your weight didn't go on in a day and it's not gonna come off in a day. Sad reality, but true. And then remember this one, and don't hate me for saying it, but don't complain if you're not willing to change something. Like if you're like hardcore, no, 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 I'm not gonna do any of these things, don't worry about it, but don't complain. If your weight doesn't change, you've gotta be willing to change something. And and if we change something and it doesn't work, then we gotta change more things. Like sometimes a client comes to me and we, we just can't get the weight off. And I have to really evaluate a lot of things because there's so many variables and it can take some time to figure it out. Sometimes it doesn't happen in the three week session. Of, does that break my heart? Yes, especially when I know a client is giving it their all. But unfortunately, there's never a guarantee. Sometimes we just need to wait it out. Sometimes it's a hormone issue. They don't even realize that their thyroid is off balance. If you knew how many times I sent a client to get their blood work done because we couldn't see any weight loss and then they come back and they find out they're hypothyroid. Well, that's why we couldn't get anything to happen because you can't fight your hormones. So just know that making a change is what's needed. Making a change, is it 100% guarantee? No, lots of variables that you have to work with. But at the end of the day, if you're eating a balanced diet, if you're not starving yourself, if you're exercising but not doing too much or too little, then you're doing amazing. That's more than most people, right? So sometimes you also just have to get off the number on the scale and recognize that there's so many other victories that you're creating for a healthy body. There you have it. All right, that all being said, go sign up for the holiday challenge because after Thanksgiving, we're gonna get down to business. You're gonna get the body weight program. It is a two week body training strength program, body weight only, no equipment. It's gonna kick your booty. We're gonna put on muscle for two weeks. It is fantastic. I have to tell you, even if you have a workout plan or you're a runner, you're this, these workouts are short enough that you can still add them to what you're currently doing. Um, it's a two week challenge. So it's not like some one hour a day strength training, nothing like that. And then we have prizes and lots of fun things that we do in the holiday challenge to try to make sure that we are avoiding some of those extra sweet treats and the God only knows what Starbucks favorite holiday drinks you have, all those things. We make it really fun and we make it a contest. So go check it out at earnthatbody.com. Sign up for the holiday challenge before the price goes up again. Get your spot and that's it, everyone. The Earn That Body podcast is always here to bring you fitness, nutrition, and health information you can put into play right away. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.